Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we're having fun with the people who come over to troll us on our shows and drive up our viewership numbers so that we can actually be seen. God, you people just, oh, you just warm the cockles of my heart. The cockles is not a bad word. Shortening it could be. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. Good evening. Hi, I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. And you can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. We've got, uh, well, we've got close to a full house. Top left-hand corner of North America, Dallin, I didn't go looking for any towns near your vicinity. So uh, you get off lucky this time. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about it. You've probably named all of them already. Uh, no. No, after looking at Google Maps, no, not even close. <laughs> From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, hi. Hey, I'm still trying to figure out what is wrong with shortening the word cockles. You know, what do you have against chickens? I don't have anything against chickens, other than, okay. you know, panko flakes. Hmm. Bacon fat. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. No. I mean, if you're going to do it. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless you're, you know, fighting, you know, the chickens, I just, I, I, I don't know. That just seems kind of foul to me. It, it would seem that way. And, and here I was uh, about to make a Michael Vick joke and I even can't. A little bit off to the right. Well, there are 40 levels of context that I could add to Bridget's little joke there given, uh, events from earlier tonight. I'm not going to. No. And a little bit off to the right. Joey, good evening. Howdy, howdy. Hey, say that's that's that that uh that Canadian feller, he's he's the one that's from right beside uh North St. Louis, isn't he? Very north. Right. Yeah, just 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 keep on trucking there, good buddy. Maybe that one next to the West Korea. I'm gonna just or best Korea. No, like hey, hey, I'm just I, I'm. I just know if, playing. if you know, you know, <laughs> and I know. <laughs> I'm just playing on the fact that you know, as much as I love my country, I have to admit that many of my countrymen would not be able to find half their own damn states on a map. True, especially if you turned it upside down. <laughs> but um. That's that's enough references to the West Wing. You know, back when government was honorable to a degree. So, hi, everybody. What's going on at the moment? Uh, tech is going to be busy. Joseph may end up joining us. I doubt it, because he's supposed to be out in the country again. And truth be told, if he's getting up early and he's out in the country, and it's still Odark stupid in the morning... I'm sorry, he really should just be enjoying being out in the middle of, you know, Grapeland. I don't, I, I, I don't know what, what else to call it. I'm, I'm just going to go with that. We didn't exactly have a, a, a check-in before we got started tonight, at least not officially. Joey Dellen and I, we had a, we had an event earlier tonight, which is really nice to kind of boost uh, a friend's, you know, morale. So, uh, Doc, if you end up seeing this early part, you know, up yours, 
and uh, we didn't really <laughs> check in. Uh, I've had a shit week uh, emotionally. It's not the COVID thing. It's just I've been realizing just uh, a lot of things that I really don't like, which is um, unfortunately the norm for my life, which is I'm alone. And wow, that sucks. And I sure as shit am not going to watch any Tom Hanks movies set on a cross with Gilligan's Island. I, I really don't want to be doing that right now. But um, Dallin, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good to have you back again for a night. How are you doing overall? Or whatever it is that you want to give away, of course, because, you know, we, yeah, no, we know. You know, th things are getting better. Um, I don't know how long it's been since I last checked in, but uh, uh, for any of you who are worried, um, 2020 is behind me completely in terms of uh, job status. I've been working now for the past four months and a few days. Still getting, still getting back to where I was. Um, still sorting a lot of things out. Uh, tonight, I just I had an opportunity to had a chance to come back on here and uh, hang out with you guys. Always appreciate, it. yeah, yeah. And uh, Joe, like I said, you know we we had the chance of kibitzing earlier tonight. How you how are you holding together? I mean, more appropriately, um, how's that leg? It's doing fine. And uh, news from the after party: nobody's detonated the uh, the boilers yet. So. Also, good. yeah, you, you were you, you were wondering about Doc. I'm looking right at him right now, actually, and he's uh, otherwise occupied. And let's just leave it at that. That's fair. That's My fair. passport actually got renewed quickly. I was pleasantly surprised um, because on the the government website, it was giving a time frame of up to 16 weeks to get them processed. Wow! And I got mine in five. I was stunned and so happy. Wow, that wow, that's yeah, impressive. sixteen weeks. Yeah, if five weeks, I was like, "Holy, how how did this happen?" Five weeks. Yeah, that's 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 pretty damn impressive. I was yeah, I was impressed, and and, and you didn't have to pay premium for that. No, I didn't have it expedited. I just you know made sure that I sent it registered mail because you know in case you lose your documents. Yeah, that that sucks. And so when I had gotten it the first time you know we already had a prepaid vacation you know package to jamaica and i had paid extra money to have it expedited and you know had applied for it three months you know before our trip and uh, you know in expedited it was supposed to be within three weeks and so i called chicago and they had lost my documents and they require, you know, like your original wedding, you know, uh, certificate, certified birth certificate, all that stuff. And here it is two weeks before we're supposed to leave to go to Jamaica and they have lost our stuff Yeah, that and could not well. find it. So, yeah, I had to call my little Congress critter and it was amazing That's that after I contacted them, that shit showed up two days overnight. <laughs> yeah, I, re I remember. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing when stuff like that happens. 
Yeah, it's amazing what a phone call will do. <laughs> when uh, when Congress people actually uh, help their constituents, it's amazing how much stuff can be done when you go and you help your people. I'm looking oh, at yeah. you, Queens, New York. Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of helped to, you know, to have, you know, connections. Yeah, so, that definitely yeah. helps. I network for a reason, and that would be one of the reasons. Crap. Well, I've already now finished my coffee. Great. But you know what? It's a big-ass tumbler, so that should be good. That should be fine. So, everybody, you welcome down. Of course, if you're with us live, you can take advantage of the live chat. Of course, Felis made it. Hi. It's good to see you. Again. Like I said, we had a we had an event going on tonight, so um my uh I don't like rebooting my computer under a timetable because Windows oh. takes friggin' forever. I gotta I gotta I gotta set up a, a an SSD or something because this takes friggin' forever. Yeah, you think that's bad? Oh it is my, bad. no like my work computer mm. uh needs to be restarted for security patches at least once a week. And they always seem to want to reboot right when I'm about to start a call with a client. Always. Now, thankfully, my machine's new enough that it hasn't been a problem. That being said, mm -hmm. some of my more senior coworkers who are nearing end of life with their current machine, let's just say I've got. I've got some bad times to look forward to in the near future. Yeah, I hear you. And for what it's worth, because I know full well he watches every second of every video that we do, Jay from Jay's Two Cents, I know I'm on the FX platform. I can't afford to change off onto Ryzen. Leave me the hell alone. I know. It's still good enough. I know. Whatever. It's all fine. In any case, let me go ahead and get ready, uh, get things rolling over here. Uh, we'll be able to have the horrible scopes and, um, uh, <laughs> because the horrible scopes, we finally get the payoff for a joke that's been simmering for three weeks. Finally. Nice. Yeah. So with five minutes on the clock, let me get you rolling over here. Your five minute freestyle is going to start right now. Nixon, you, if you've watched this show for any length of time, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know full well, the title doesn't exactly jibe with what ends up being said. No, this is not about Mr. Big Floppy Jowls. No, this has got nothing to do with that. In this particular case, Nixon is the name of the dormitory at the college that I went to. It's the one that my, well, my friend's roommate was in. Now, in this case, that would be Nancy. Nancy was, uh, she, she was a wonderful person. I met her the, the first year that I was at college. So the beginning of the second year, I go to see her at her dorm room over in Nixon. And she did not have a roommate the previous year because she did not want to be with anyone. 
okay, you know what? You, you have that luxury sometimes to request that. And she got lucky that way. And I go to see her, hoping that maybe she's got the same room. So up I go and there, there's, there's the room and her name is on the door. And she, I, she comes bounding down the, the hallway because she spotted me. Shujit, not my real name, of course. Shujit, so good to see you. I was wondering if you were going to be here. Big old bear hug. How you doing? I want you to meet my roommate who then looks up and points at me accusingly. I know you. Okay. If you're going to put the fear of God into somebody, so to speak, that's a good way to do it. Somebody you've never met before, to the best of your knowledge, and you tell them, I know you. Yeah, well, um, it's true. She kind of did. She was the one who came into band late because she was waiting for her friend. Now, see, they wanted to meet together and go to band together. And they were both waiting in front of the music building, which is built with two halves, the modern half, new Mason, and the original half, old Mason. So they were both on completely opposite sides of the building, finally got sick and tired of waiting, and came in the doorways, which then allowed them to meet at the halfway point between them. Where were you? I was in front of the, I was in front of the music building. So was I. All right. Whatever the hell. Which way do we have to go? We have to go down this way. Okay. Let's go over to the door. Meanwhile, this is now about seven minutes into class, first day of classes. And the upperclassmen, which included myself, knew for well, you don't bring your instruments because nothing's done. So I see the door open, a couple of heads peek in, a couple of little black clarinet cases come in along with them. And I saw them and I waved them in. I'm just like, come on, you're in the right spot. Don't worry about it. Go on. And they made their way over and didn't think anything of it until a couple hours later when I go to see my friend Nancy. She knew me because she remembered me. Why, I don't know, honestly, truly. I mean, it's not like I was wearing anything special. You know, canvas shoes and white pants, uh, a uh, a head warp zillion Bloom County shirt, uh, a Don Johnson-esque white jacket. I mean, no idea what I was wearing that day. But it was a moment that, for so many different reasons, no one should have been able no one could have been able to predict this combination of events happening. Because she shouldn't have gone to that particular school. She should have gone to another that all of her other siblings had gone to, closer to home. But she wanted to go to this one. And we had an amazing... We had an amazing time together. I unfortunately had to leave the end of that semester because I was not really ready for college. But she kept at it. She graduated. And then I joined her. All because for one strange, weird second, my friend 
turned out to be the catalyst that changed my life. And all these years later, after being married, having a kid, building a house, and losing her, as I keep telling you, I am still in love. This is episode 375 on the docket, Your Honor. I didn't write the entire quote, but and find out. Oh my God, did we have fun ripping apart Texas and Florida last week? Well, calling it fun would not be quite right. We It was cathartic to be able to do. And now the catharsis gets even better. Because even though this weird, uh, quote-unquote, heartbeat bill, there is no heartbeat in this clump of cells, has gone into effect. And this attack, direct attack on Roe v. Wade, is happening in Texas. Which, by the way, I found out since I set up this show has been uh, blocked by a judge for the time being, they tried to set up a system whereby a .com, not a .gov, a .com website was set up so that people could try to gain $10,000 for ratting people out. And wow, would you look at that? The hosting service, GoDaddy, said, you know what? No, get off of our lawn. So these wonderful people in Texas fucked around and found out. And we're going to have a little bit of fun with this, especially after I tell you one of the other possible titles that the show should have had. I did go looking up information for Rafe Badawi. There is no new information, unfortunately. As the recording of tonight's show, it has now been nine years, two months, 19 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting, reminding you that his sentence was 10 years. We'll see if there's clemency or if they hold up their end of the bargain, so to speak. We've still got time to find that out. So otherwise, we will get ourselves going over here. Stephanie, hi. I didn't realize that you'd popped in. I didn't get the chance to look over there. Good to see you. Good morning. So let's get uh, let's get on over to the horrible scopes. So, folks, those of you that know what your astrological signs are, first off, you really shouldn't. I, I mean, just make something up sometime. I mean, use the Chinese one. At least then you can space them out a little bit more often. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. But if you don't know, congratulations. Just make one up. It doesn't really much matter. Roll a D12. Ask ask your smart device to roll a D12. We'll see what happens. We'll get you rolling. Aries, last week we told you about the Metamath music page. Mathematical proofs set to music. Neglected to tell you, however, that all the music is in MIDI format. So it looks like the easiest way for you to play those tunes 
is to find a Windows 98 machine with a Sound Blaster 16 card in it. And be sure it's got USB. Otherwise, you're going to need a floppy drive to transfer those files to play them. Dallin, over to you. All right. <clears throat> Taurus. Wow, I'm having deja vu here. Uh, you've looked so sad recently that the animals in PetSmart have collectively adopted you. The parrots will teach you to flap your wings to fly. The betta fish will teach you how to jump out of any tank to attack dust bunnies on the floor. And the chinchilla will help braid your chest hair now that it's shampooed. Gemini, with the summer winding down, it's time to learn a new skill, how to ride a unicycle. It's not because you like the idea, but because you want to be a rebel. So many places have a no bicycles rule, but nothing about a unicycle. Go out there and try not to look like a smiling Gordy Howe from 1979. You have no idea how funny that image is for some people right now. Cancer Moonchild, now that your mixtapes are cleaned up, it's time to find a tape digitizer and put it in your computer. A quick eBay search finds the Plus Deck 2C PC Cassette Deck Tape to MP3 Tape Converter, available for $75 USD. You're going to need a five and a quarter inch external bay and an analog serial port to use it, or... You could just buy a mail-to-mail -mail audio cable from the dollar store and use your old player instead. Stop making things so complicated in your life. You got through that one a lot better than you did last night. Then Good job. Leo, it's time to plan for Halloween, Leo. This is going to sound like a Beekman's World throwback, but you're going to need a toy Star Trek phaser. A broken PlayStation 3, a 9-volt battery, a 150-ohm resistor, a soldering iron, it's hot, a hot glue gun, also hot, and a couple of screwdrivers. By the time you're done with this project, you'll be able to pop balloons at 10 meters. <laughs> I, I actually want to try to build that. Anyways, uh, I, Virgo, I will refind. I'll refind the video and, and send it over to you when I can. When I can find it again, yeah. that I, 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 I just might be able to get my hands on an old PS3. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Virgo, this whole thing about bulk purchases of livestock semen has been for an informative reason. Did you know? that Greyhound Bus Services allows for shipments of frozen bull semen in specially constructed containers on their vehicles. So if you've ever taken a Greyhound bus in the U.S., it is possible that the undercarriage was housing some eventual hamburger meat. Remember, go Greyhound and leave the driving to us. Three weeks of lead-up to get to that. <laughs> And that is an inside joke between myself and Dallin. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say that I, I won't mention any names, but there was a comedian who was very good at the lead up where he would string you along for about, oh, 10 minutes on a joke before he finally 
hold tight the noose, shall we say. For? I ain't going to say who it is. <laughs> no, no, no. J- just because. Sid Caesar, I, I, I think, was able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I might send a couple of people into a tizzy here, and I, I'm not here to do that. Fair enough. Anyway. Uh, you're no fun. Flavor. Sorry to hear that Charge and Charge had to fold up. We are as shocked as you that anyone still had a Galaxy Note 7 in use anymore. On the bright side, the mall isn't going to hold you liable for the water sprinklers being set off. The storm flooding made that a moot point. Scorpio. Coffee is meant to be percolated uh, percolated through, not chewed in the morning. If you're having a hard time with this, consider training another animal in your dwelling to make it for you, like a cat or a white-tailed deer. Or just get the mid-1970s uh, Mr. Coffee with the brew timer on it, like we keep talking about. Yo, keep harping on this, and yet nobody seems to go out and... You know, we're not getting any kickbacks from Amazon on this. I think. Sagittarius, hunting season in New York for Canada Goose isn't over yet, but your friend's patience with you is. They're doing it right. Dressing up in green and brown camo with safety orange in it while you're going all blackout ninja wear. We told you already this is not going to end well. Anyone else get a Dick Cheney vibe on this one? Anyways. Capricorn. Your mall food shop, wrap it up, was doing <coughs> fine until you let him start writing the menu descriptions. All you need to say is that it's a bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast burrito. No one needs to know that you're using powdered milk to bind the extra bacon grease so it doesn't drip him. And no, you can't deep fry yours, Tim. You know, fuck Tim. I'm going to have to seriously level this one out in post. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I thought you were about to say, I really need to try getting some powdered milk and see if that actually takes the bacon grease in. Spoilers. Yes, it does. Uh, and you know what it looks like. <laughs> other spoiler. I have powdered milk, but I only use it for baking bread. You know, normally so do I, but I tried that one time <laughs> just because, and you know what? It friggin' actually works. You just use a oh, little makes- bit, and you, you, you use like a, a, a little sifter to, to dust it on. Oh, it, it's, yeah. Hey, I'll say this much. It makes a wicked mac and cheese. I have to think about that one. Aquarius. <laughs> Oh, God. You'd best get your zombie apocalypse plan together this week. You won't be able to find stores of 9mm bullets in every bodega you loot. Safe drinking water is going to be tough to find. And what about food? Plan on holing up in a boat on a river to stay safe. Just remember to bring extra clothes and a solar panel. You're going to need them. Nobody ever thinks to bring a solar panel. Australians do, but... Pisces. All those weird sounds outside your house at night aren't coming from cryptids. 
It's a bunch of frogs and toads getting freaky in your yard. They're getting more action than you are, but that's not sad. They're liable to be scooped up by owls and eaten, so they have to have babies as quickly as they can. You've still got another, what, 20 viable years for baby making? You're fine. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you liked them, you're in the minority, and it didn't write them for you then. I'll have uh, the next ones written up next week, and if you go looking online, you'll be able to find them posted all over the place. I hope. I hope. Anyhow, let's go ahead and talk about this. Like I said, the um, the fuck around and find out crew. Oh my god, this is so wonderful. One of the titles I was thinking about going with was... Uh, something along the lines of the the invisible backhand of the marketplace. Because isn't it the Republican way in the U.S. to trust in the invisible hand of the marketplace to correct itself? Oh, and didn't it just, when GoDaddy came out and said, you know what? Um, yeah, uh, we don't want you guys on our platform. So, um, bye. Go away. You are violating our terms of service. I love it when a plan comes together like that. So, yeah, that that basically prompted me to say, you know what? I don't want to be talking about exactly what's going on in Texas because I tried to. Okay, Bridget, you, you and me here for a second. You uh, you got in touch with me during the week and you basically said, hey, um, you need to double check this. And remember when I tried to read through it and I told you that basically my brain started to turn into a pretzel trying to understand what the hell it was that they were doing. Yeah. You and everybody else. Yeah. I mean, the OA community just kind of that. And for the people who aren't sure what that is, it's opening arguments. I mean, several people were trying to parse this out and going, what in the hell is this? Yeah. And reminding you that opening arguments, uh, more than half of the opening arguments team is Andrew Torres, who's a lawyer. Yeah. Who theoretically should be able to parse this all out and go, okay, look, what we need to look at is this part, this part, this part, this part to actually understand what's going on. And if I remember correctly, it basically comes down to uh, Andrew kind of going, eh? I, I think that's kind of the technical term for it. I couldn't and, be wrong. Well, Andrew Seidel kind of did the same thing, too. And he's a constitutional attorney. Yeah. At Freedom From Religion Foundation. And he was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did reach out on Twitter to ask if you'd be considered joining us. Uh, I didn't hear anything back. I am going to follow up during the week to see if uh, if he would consider, you know, somehow or other, something tells me that hitting him this early was probably a lot of, I'm getting pelted with too many things going on all at the same time. There's no way in hell I'm going to hear your stuff in the background. So, you know. Well, he's angry, too. Oh, he's furious. Oh, I can't imagine I honestly can't imagine. I don't think I've. People, I don't think I've ever heard him angry. Yet, um, there were some people, you know, who are Patreons 
you know, for opening arguments that have already listened to his latest episode. And from what they were saying, I haven't heard it yet because I'm not a Patreon, but from what they were saying, not something you want to listen to when you're trying to go to sleep. Jesus. Well, I just did. um, I checked the link that you guys posted for the initial article about GoDaddy doing what they did. And then there was a link in there that dug a little bit deeper into the, uh, apparently there's been a, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, temporary blocking uh, from enforcing Texas's new, uh, well, against the heartbeat bill. Right. And my first thought, like when I, I read the first article and I was like, okay, this is just a group of people like us who cobbled together a system where, Hey, you help us turn these people in and we can help get you $10,000. And I thought this is a private citizens group, basically trying to enforce the law, which is almost like a vigilante thing, which to me makes absolutely no freaking sense whatsoever. That being said, I did go into the second article about the, uh, the, blockage or yeah th- them blocking that get this and i quote the texas law being the heartbeat uh, law gives enforcement authority to private citizens allowing them to sue those who perform or aid the procedure in violation of the measure and provides ten thousand dollars for a successful lawsuit mm-hmm. so this texas right to life group Honestly, yeah, you know, they they got a name for people like this in the YouTube world. They're called grifters. Yeah, it's basically. These guys guys are basically trying to, well, uh, let's face it. They're trying to capitalize on an opportunity, which on its own, okay, fine. You want to, if you see an opportunity to make some bucks, especially in this day and age, you know, I'm I'm not going to fault you for it. But this whole thing. Like, seeing, reading a little bit more about this, you know, they're saying that um, originally it's like, okay, after 24 weeks, no abortion. Okay, the average person that goes to get it done is usually it's done within six weeks. That's where this comes in. That's where the heartbeat bill comes in, because this has nothing to do with the so-called sanctity of life that everybody keeps talking about. They see that, okay, on average, people are going six weeks. Isn't it a coincidence that now they're, the, the heartbeat bill is supposedly six weeks? This, this is them trying to work their way around something that is already a federal law. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a lot more middle of the road on a lot of things when it comes to, to politics. But this, this is dirty. This is this is filthy, is what this is. Oh, and any respect I had for Texas, which wasn't much to begin with, it just dropped a couple more points because of that kind of shenanigans. Uh, To make it even worse, though, is this even extended as far as Reddit and the forum has been taken down. Thank goodness, because I guess Reddit wasn't going to put up with you know the, the shenanigans, but there was actually a subreddit that was formed of people asking for ways to cash in on this and getting ideas 
And so some men were like, you know, planning on raping people just to try to get some kind of money from it. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie was asking, was that after the Twitter spam shut it down there? Uh, now, here's here's where it's funny for those that didn't know about this. There were a number of social groups that basically said, you know what? We need to troll the hell out of this. Literally. So I forget which yep. group it was. I forget if it was Twitter, if it was Tumblr, if it was Reddit. I don't care. It could have been all of them. Could have been just one of them. All I don't remember. Them. All of them. Yeah. They spammed the you know what i'm gonna use it i don't care they spammed the fuck out of that website with shrek pictures and if memory serves also shrek porn yeah now the yeah. beautiful part about it was it was absolute internet trolling at its absolute chef kiss best because mwah, if you're going to troll somebody, what better way to do it than with a Canadian? Well, I mean, even Mike, Mike Betty Myers. Bowers. Mike Myers. Even Betty Bowers was in on it. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. All right. Ex ex her. Explain to people who Betty Bowers is because I'm sure not everybody does. Oh, my God. Betty Bowers. Um, she ended up gaining prominence for being quote unquote America's best Christian. And she likes to point out hypocrisy in Christianity and things like that. Oh, yeah. But she was she affiliated with the Landover Baptist Church, which was a satire group of, um, I think there were four point, uh, you know, independent fundamental Baptists or, or something, but they were so far out there that you couldn't tell if it, if it was satire or they were pose or what, because some people are really that far gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, so after Landover Baptist, you know, started their thing, then she, you know, was on their blog and their website, started doing videos, but she is hilarious. She takes the piss. She is she is about five steps beyond the church lady. Yeah. Back from when Saturday Night Live still had a little bit of life left in it. You know, but not that she would ever, ever encourage people to, you know, purposefully, you know, spread the website and troll the hell out of it. And, no, you know, put governor, you know, officials, wives on there to be turned in yeah no she would never encourage that because she's a good christian you know what twitter account i i i didn't go checking to see if the twitter account did anything with it the sarcastic rover i did not check to see if the sarcastic I rover i i, I oh man i didn't think check that that one maybe maybe, maybe i'll go looking at that a little bit later Anyway. Uh, yeah, Betty Bowers has a huge following as she was spreading the word, and so were lots of other people, and people were running with it. Yeah. There's also, um, I forget which God Twitter account it is that I follow, or at least uh, HCTV follows, but uh, yeah, that, um, that yeah, God- Yeah, God above wasn't yeah. having it either. <laughs> nope. Um, angry Staffer, not having it. I love uh, Angry. There, there, there are a lot of folks- there are a lot of folks who are beyond pissed at this whole damn thing. And again, like I said, lawyers who are having their cerebellum twist inside of their cranium trying to figure this whole damn thing out. 
plus several um several brains that would really like to dope slap around the highest court in the country but i mean that would be wrong if you left any evidence behind like but the fact that republicans in the united states have traditionally been again reminding you big broad brush here for a second Economically speaking, they're the ones who have typically said, let the market solve itself. Don't regulate it. Let it fix itself. As an aside, by the way, eight-year-olds with cold lung would like to have a long talk with you guys. But, oh, that's right. They can't because they're all dead from cold lung. I'm sorry. Anyway. So when the market comes up and says, you know what? Uh, no, we don't want you. Oh, so much yelling and screaming and gnashing of teeth, because why? And calls from many, many, many people, many people, Joe Average Q public people, to say anyone that is going to be doing voluntary business in Texas should just announce right now that they will not. Musicians, film crews, animation houses, groups that would otherwise be coming in to do a thing and dropping money. This would be a wonderful opportunity to just go ahead and say, you want, uh, um, uh, I don't know, uh, you want John Bon Jovi to come down there and play a gig? <laughs> no. All right, granted, maybe John, John Bon Jovi is maybe not such a, a great choice, but I mean, you, you get the idea. Okay. It worked in, in Indiana somewhat to help walk back, you know, parts of the RIFRA law that Vince signed. Because, I mean, at first it was extremely way out there to where, you know, you could literally say, well, you know, if you're a Muslim, you can't come and eat in my restaurant because religious reasons. And after, you know, uh, trying to think, it was some kind of like a Comic-Con type of a thing canceled. And then uh, there was like an NCAA tournament that was scheduled that canceled and, you know, some other boycotts. He kind of dialed it back a little bit. Yeah. See, that's the thing. People are more than happy to spout things. You know, they're able to, you know, like, you know, freedom of speech, blah, 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 First Amendment, uh, which I don't take lightly. You know, I, 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 I truly believe that it's a good thing. The fact that you're Canadian and you understand the First Amendment better than a lot of my countrymen says a lot about the education system on your side and mine. Shit, that's not well, really a ringing endorsement no, right there, is it? No, what it is saying is that I've just watched you guys enough to see that. It's perfectly fine if you want to stand out on a street corner and scream your rhetoric as much as you want, regardless of what it is. But no one is under any obligation to listen to you, to do what you want, or to obey what you command, unless, of course, you're in a uh, in a position of you know actual authority where you actually make laws, and. Actions have consequences. 
you know, a lot of people say that freedom of speech doesn't protect you from freedom of consequences. And some people think that's fine. Other people say, well, it doesn't really mean that. Well, actually it does. In this case, this Texas right to life group or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, I would almost call it Texas right to grift. But again, that's my opinion. They decided, you know, well, freedom of speech, we can do this. And, and, and we're, we're following the law. We're doing this. We're doing that. And the company just said, yeah, no, we're, you know, and, and the fact is they, they brought up terms of service. So that tells me, at least at a high level, they've got a chapter and verse thing that says, yeah, if you try to create a website that does this, we have the right to take you down. And you know, yeah, this will have consequences with, like you said, with small businesses or other people that are looking to go to Texas. You know, they'll take one look at that and go, do we really want to be in a state that is pushing for something like this? I mean, I, I, I don't care what side of the fence you're on politically or what religion you are. This, if you, if you just take more, I learned more about this in 15 seconds you know, than most people would know about it and learning the whole thing about the six week thing. This has nothing to do with the sanctity of life or some noble cause. This is them basically trying to work around and they're trying to work around Roe v. Wade without actually trying to tackle Roe v. Wade because they know that's a losing battle. Sad part of it is, it's not as losing as we would really like to believe. And the biggest problem of it is that what this whole damn thing has turned into is... God, I can't believe I'm going to word it this way. And I, I, I'm saying that because I don't want to use the terminology that's coming in my head, but I can't think of any other way to word it. And, and after some of the stuff that you've heard, Bridget, I, I think you might, you might agree with me on this one. This is basically a tangled clusterfuck turned into a wedge argument to go after Roe v. Wade. It is so convoluted that there are lawyers who don't understand it because so many pieces of it just overlap into abject legal insanity. Uh, I, I can't think of any other way of wording it. And oh. some courts have basically said, oh, I don't understand this. I don't know what the hell to do with this. Lawyers are saying, I don't get this. I, I don't understand this. This doesn't make any sense. And the grand court basically just said, um, so there's that. Yes, that pause was intentional that time, folks. Well, I, I mean, the thing about the law, <clears throat> the thing about the law is the way that it was written. People literally have no standing to sue against it because they're saying that it's a, you know, it's a civil enforcement thing and not a legal enforcement thing or, you know, state officer enforcement thing or the government enforcement thing. And so, 
even though people tried to sue anybody and everybody, including you know judges, court clerks, anybody they could think of, yeah, you know, that would be involved in this, uh, they were told they didn't have standing. And the way that the law is written, you know, anybody, and that includes people outside of the state of Texas, could file suit against anybody that they, in good, you know, quote unquote, in good faith, suspect of violating this law. And the woman herself would not go to jail or anything. But, you know, anybody that possibly helped her go somewhere and get an abortion could be sued you know, for 10000 bucks, including, you know, an Uber driver, somebody who gave her money, somebody who offered her emotional support on the phone, maybe somebody who sold gasoline at the gas station on her way to the appointment, and the doctors. And the thing about it is, even if you were able to go to court and successfully prove that you did not do this, you would still have to pay their attorney's fees. You would still have to pay your own attorney's fees and any kind of like a medical test or, you know, affidavit or whatever to prove that you were not even pregnant. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And if you happen to be like on the other side of the state where you could not make it to court, then you automatically lose and they automatically win by default. Yes. Because not showing up to defend yourself was an admission of guilt, according to the way that this law was written. Yeah. yeah, this feels like you'd almost be better off trying to get that person to wear the, you know, a scarlet letter to instantly, you know, visually sort of taint them to to everybody. That's kind of that sounds like what they're trying to do here. This this sounds like absolute fear mongering. And, and like this is unprecedented. Well, I, I don't know if it's unprecedented, but this is just this is insane. It is. It is unprecedented in a couple of ways. Now, uh, just to back up a second, I was going to say, watching me on the video, some people might have seen me kind of smiling, kind of smirking underneath stuff. It's because of the way that uh, Bridget was talking about it, is that people would be allowed to make and were allowed to make uh, baseless accusations from all over the world. And then when their IPs were blocked, they used VPNs to do it from all over the world. And then outside of the Texas borders, the IPs were blocked. So they used VPNs to use IP addresses from inside of Texas to be, oh, well, it, it got shut down because uh, go, to, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of wrapping back around to that. The, the unprecedented part about this whole damn thing is in modern time, we have never seen wanted posters tacked up onto walls telling people $10,000 reward for the capture, dead or alive, of insert personality here. The yep. last time something like this was done, the store shops were put up with hammer and nails, and the entire building was built out of plank wood. And Mel Brooks did the whole thing with... Yeah, nice to see. Uh, well, I guess in that respect, it's nice to see Texas getting back to its roots. Yeah, you know. I wonder though, with their you know the law that they also passed this week, um, you know that gives even more guns rights 
you know, to them. Makes me wonder how long it would be before they started shooting OBGYNs just for reasons. You know what? Hold that second. Uh, Joe, you're still with us, right? He hasn't come back yet. Okay. I think... uh, Okay, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who actually do open carry. Uh, just in recent experiences. And the thing is, so if if somebody's out there to gun for OBGYNs, well, the OBGYNs can also be armed. And the person who's gunning for them should consider that, that if they're going to raise a weapon against somebody, someone else is going to raise a weapon against them. If not the OBGYN, perhaps a friend of the OBGYN. It's not open carry though Dallin this is no permit required no license required no registration required no constitutional training. carry no hey. training oh well, okay well there's no training right now anyway I mean you, you can get your concealed carry and I don't think you have to go to a range or anything for that I think but it's you something still you can do have recreationally to, but you still have to get it registered to yourself hey, you still fine. have to pass a background check and no. now okay, in Texas fine. no fine point being so if they expand the gun laws in Texas and you're worried about people are going to be going after certain people, you got to keep in mind that the people who think they're going to be going after, if they suddenly have unrestricted access to firearms, I guarantee you sure as shit they're going to wa- they're going to weapon up. Here's the problem with this. If if you are in a gun-filled state and you're the only unarmed person, you're not making a stand for morality, you're painting a target on your back. And I think common sense would bear that out. But there's also collateral damage. Case in point, we had a shootout here in Evansville last weekend. Mm-hmm. And the guy finally hit his target, didn't kill the other person. Now he is being charged, you know, for, I think, attempted murder or something like that. But if you have to go out and spend 40 shell casings to hit a target once, you're a danger to everybody around you. Well, and you're also an idiot and will probably be on, you know, uh, Indiana Man News on Reddit. Uh, well, yeah, but this is what it's going to be like. You don't yeah. want, un, you know, untrained people walking around shooting shit. No, you don't. And, I, and I'm not I'm not advocating. I'm not advocating this kind of law, this kind of expansion. What I'm saying is if you're going to have a bunch of crazies running around with weapons unrestricted then everybody else is going to i'm i guarantee you other people are going to strap up and you know a concerned citizen who sees you know some crazy going after an obgyn with a rifle would probably have no trouble drawing down on that guy saying think about it i have i've gotten stories from people in the states and open carry states this as an example where one guy was walking around with his gun. He decided to wave it in front of a guy to act all tough at a, at a traffic light. Uh, the guy who was waving the gun around was in, was in his car. The other guy was in their car. The person who was having the gun waved in his face calmly got out of his car, drew down and blew out the guy's four tires. Nobody batted an eye, but other people were reaching ready to deal with the guy who was being an asshole in the first place. Like, all I'm saying is that 
If it comes to unrestrictedness, which I do not support, I do not believe in this, people are going to do what they can to survive. And if that also means getting a weapon for themselves for defense, even though they may not like that idea, they're still going to do it if it means keeping their, their, you know, saving a life. And maybe those guys will actually go get a course so that you could draw somebody down with a pistol and, you know, take them out before they take you out. A possibility. Joining us this morning from, uh, well, over into Paris, France, Joseph, good morning. Uh, I was not sure if you were going to show up. I was actually expecting you should stay asleep because, you know, nice time. You're out in the country now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in Burgundy, France. Or to be precise, um, uh, a lieu dit called Algenou, which is not far from the town of saint amand en Glad to have you. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, for the most part, okay. Um, some of this topic that we've got is really twisted part of our brains around, though. Oh, what's the topic? I'm sorry. If you don't mind mm-hmm. catching me up. I'll, I'll give you the Coles don'ts, Joseph. Um, you know the internet provider uh, or the internet service GoDaddy? Yep. Okay, they recently shut down a website from Texas that was, it was a community organization thing that was trying to capitalize on a $10,000 bounty for information leading to people who violated the abortion heartbeat law that was just passed. Lovely. And the group that created the website was a private citizens group. However, this heartbeat law allows people, private citizen groups, to enforce this law. But the thing is, when you wave $10,000 in front of people, it becomes less about enforcing the law and more about what would you do for a Klondike bar? Yeah. Or revenge. Um, you know, that yeah. was the part I hadn't thought of. Or harassment. Harassment, yeah. Uh, well, the word that comes first came to my mind was witch hunt. Yeah. 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 In not so many words. Yeah. Now, backing up to part of what Dallin was talking about before, though, uh, the the problem that we have with utterly unrestricted firearms for the entire population, and we talked about this before, is MAD, M-A-D. That's what this basically boils down to. M-A-D stands for, and for those of you that studied the Cold War, you would recognize this one, Mutually Assured Destruction. It is the it is the concept that I've got nuclear weapons, they've got nuclear weapons, nobody wants to fire a nuclear weapon because you're just as dead as I am, so so long as we've both got nuclear weapons, everybody's safe because nobody wants to destroy the earth. <laughs> what's and, this about un what's this about unrestricted uh gun uh, ownership? Well, that was another piece of it that had come up. They are very heavily pushing for, and I, I don't know what state this is currently in, for effectively completely, um, completely open gun ownership and carry entirely. What Dallin had talked about, though, was that 
if that e basically becomes how it's going to be, and we lost um Joey. Well, shit. Okay, we'll see how this plays out. Anyway, what he was saying was that um, if somebody decides that they're going to go ahead and try to shoot uh, OBGYN folks, well, it is entirely possible that other people who are also carrying a firearm would go ahead and put a stop to that. And you'll forgive me for using the expression, Dallin, because one of the things I've thought of, it would be the whole... Well, now we finally got a good guy with a gun going after a bad guy with a gun, which is exactly how it's supposed to work. Please hear the sarcasm in my voice, because I really, really, really detest every time yeah. that these people have used that line. Yeah, and yeah. that's probably the excuse slash justification they would use for bringing in that kind of legislation. Uh, and, and again, like... Yes, I believe that there would be the the occasional good guy with a gun looking out with a hero complex out there looking to save the day. But then again, I also think of John Wayne's line in The Shootist. And I've used this one before. It's not a question of being fast or even accurate. It's being willing. These vigilante yeah. groups, they're going after women anyway. What would stop 50 or 60 of them going after a female OB doctor just for reasons? Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you've got 50, you've got somebody going after that woman. Well, okay. So now you've got damsel in distress. So now you've got, you know, John Q. Public stepping out of a Starbucks, sees this guy drawing down on a female, on, on a female anybody. Yeah, he's going to, he's going to be a hero. He's going to pull his gun and he's going to try to shoot the other guy. But not against 50 vigilantes who decide to go after this doctor. Yeah. Well, what's what's worst about this kind of situation is that uh, the uh, the anti-abortionist with the gun thinks he's the good guy. And the, the guy seeking to save the damsel in distress, he also thinks he's a good guy. Yeah. And then the media will decide which which good guy will sell them the most papers. Figuratively speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joey, you're back with us? Yes, sir. Okay. Because I wanted to ask you about something that was kind of important to uh, a portion of this. We have talked about this before. You had spent some time in Pittsburgh, and we have talked about how around the corner, so to speak, from the uh, the hotel and the convention center. Uh, in downtown where uh, Anthrocon is held traditionally every year. But of course, you know, that's been a bit of a pain in the ass that they have had uh, at, at the, uh, at the reproductive services group over there. And I don't even remember what the hell it's called. They have had multiple problems over there, especially with, like I said, we've talked about their big front window. How many times can you recall that it was suddenly just gone thanks to um, cinder uh, impacts? Specifically the uh, per uh, Planned Parenthood. And uh, yeah, it got to the point later... 
I lived in Pittsburgh for what? Eight years. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I was downtown every day because of class and it got so bad that eventually they had to brick up two of the windows and board up the windows in the doorway. And I can remember the Saturday mornings that I would have the, uh, uh, the breakfast with Fred where we'd walk from, uh, uh, from the convention center down past that in order to get to the train station, uh, the, the subway, I should say. And we would walk past this group on a Saturday morning where they had a yellow semicircle painted on the ground which was supposed to be the exclusion zone for the protesters. And I had to tell my people when we were walking through, don't say anything to the protesters. Just just don't say anything. And the only thing that I did was, and even on, a, on an eight o'clock in the morning kind of thing, there were protesters out there with their sandwich boards, with their 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 pictures of an elephant fetus because they think it was a human fetus on their boards. The people that were there as escorts, I told them, have a good day, have a safe day. The protesters, what would I tell them? Please just go home. That was the entirety of what I would say. But that was us. We were a nice bunch of folks, respectful, mindful, we did not attack. We did not yell. We did not encourage. All we did was we recognized the people. But well, that's... I I can tell you that, that working in a two-story building that was across the street from an abortion clinic when I lived in Arkansas, that was some scary shit. The, I mean, you talk about bomb threats all the time. You know, people out there taking pictures of people's license plates, you know, to harass them and things like that. That was some really scary shit. And that clinic ended up having to close. If I remember right, that Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. um, yep. that also had residential apartments above it, too, didn't it? Like two or three stories? Um, More than... More than that, uh, but but they were. Yes, it was okay. a fairly tall building, and I believe it was at least a five or six story building. Okay, but I mean, if you need a clear picture of just how bad it got, if you ever find yourself at, I don't know, should I even what? should I mention the uh, rough the rough address or? Does it matter? What do you think? Go right ahead. If you ever find yourself at the intersection of Smithfield Street and Liberty Avenue in downtown Pittsburgh, when you cross the big bricked uh, crosswalk there going across Liberty Avenue, you will notice on the far side there is a very large roughly 20 foot diameter uh, yellow hem- uh, hemicircle painted 
over the sidewalk and out into the street. If your protests are so damn bad that somebody literally has to permanently paint the sidewalk to let you know the kind of distance you're supposed to keep, maybe you should tone it down a bit. And then you have some states that, you know, restricted the, you know, the the safety zone or or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you call it because, you know, I don't keep up with the terminology, you know, but some states allowed the protesters to get as close as 50 feet within the door. Oh, this is definitely not 50 feet. Was it less or more? I've got the uh, uh, I've got the image from Google uh, Street View. Yeah, right I'm now. just talking about states in general, you know, set their own. Yeah. This, this particular, the edge of this particular uh, half circle in front of the doorway extends maybe 10, maybe 15 feet. That's it. Uh, That's pretty scary. That sounds, that sounds about accurate. Yeah. That, that looks about accurate on that. And, um, one, two, three, four. It's four stories tall. Uh, after that. Now, the reason why I was bringing this up is that I was thinking about it and what Dalton was talking about where people are, you know, good guy with a gun, bad guy with a gun. I'm thinking to myself, you know, four story tall building, you know, you've got the, you've got the, uh, the offices on the bottom. You've got the walk up, you know, three, four flights. Okay, you know, not not exactly really great, but I mean that makes for a really good sniper encasement right there. You think about it. I mean, you want to cover. Not in Pennsylvania, though. I don't really recommend that. Although last I remembered, you were still allowed to challenge someone to a sword duel in Pennsylvania. I think. I don't remember if that's still accurate or not, but I mean, it's just a thought. Well, let me just- let me get back to you on that. I'm just thinking about people like, uh, you know, when George Tillerman was killed, you know, somebody took him out at his church. Yeah. So it wasn't at his work. They went to church and just walked in and shot him. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe is reminding me, uh, chief, that's, that's five stories total. That's, that's ground floor plus four. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're right. That's, you're right. That's, that's exactly right. That I, I, I did not speak it quite accurately, but I will make sure that, uh, as, as best I can get a, uh, a link for people to look at this location. Uh, yeah. Cause just. Yeah. Well, um, I haven't found anything on particular dueling laws, but apparently there is one that specifically states that it is illegal to both duel and also become governor. (laughs) And it is also illegal in the state of Pennsylvania to sleep inside of a refrigerator. (laughs) God. Ah, here we are. Screw them. I'm going to sleep in a refrigerator because I'm right. Pennsylvania Code, Title 51, Military Affairs, Chapter 60, Punitive Sections, 6036, Dueling. 
<sighs> Any person subject to this part who, while in a duty status, fights or promotes, or is uh, concerned in or connives at fighting a duel, or who, having knowledge of a challenge sent or about to be sent, fails to report the fact promptly to the proper authority, shall be punished as a court-martial may direct. I'm assuming this is Probably for the, the uh, state military, yeah. Yeah, National Guard. I'm sorry, not state, Commonwealth military. I'm going to remember that. It's the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, isn't it? Sure, let's go with that, right? Close enough. Yeah, it's fine. You know, here it's unlawful to catch a fish with a crossbow. Well, you don't catch a fish with a crossbow. I'm just uh, reading the law. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't hurt it. It's not a crossbow, Your Honor. It's a harpoon gun. Look, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. I used to be not wrong. <laughs> I used to do a show on, on Thursday nights in Second Life. God damn it. And part of part of the festivities was uh, one of the, one of the people I was working with. Uh, he would put together a list of stupid laws by state, and he would only give give us the top five stupidest laws. And the thing is, once we were done all fifty states, he said, "You know, I could loop around and do this again because I have got a shit ton of content." Now, to be fair. To be, fair. to be fair, we've got we've got the laws up here too. We've got some pretty dumb ones too. Like I've told you about the one law uh, in the city I live in. Isn't there one that you're not allowed to drive underneath a, a a moose that's crossing a highway or something like that? Well, I'm not sure if it's entirely a law, but it's just it's damn good. Oh no, set, no, especially if you're driving a Cavalier. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's a law of physics. Never mind. Sorry, go on. Mm. Well, like one of the laws we have here, still on the books, uh, once you've been released from jail, you are to be escorted to the outskirts of the city. Yes, I remember this one. Given a horse and a gun with six bullets, and you are to never come back. Apparently, that law is still on the books. And the thing is, and, and this is one of the, the bad things about a lot of these states and stuff is they do have what we call stupid laws, but some of them could work in the favor of, you know, some of the stuff they're doing these days, you know, that, yeah, well, we, we all reached back, uh, you know, for this 150 year old law. Like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, technically they're right. It's a douche move, but yeah, it's still sadly on the, from a letter of the law standpoint, it still holds merit. Yeah, and therein runs one of the other problems. Trying to figure out which you're supposed to follow, the letter or the spirit of a law. Oh. Now, the the thing is, the spirit of the law, as far as the Constitution in the U.S. is concerned, one of the pieces is that you are supposed to be able to have a redress of grievances. That's the way that it's written out. That's part of the First Amendment. So that you can actually petition for a redress of grievances, uh, redress of grievances against the government. 
the problem with this whole damn thing in Texas is that not just that this, again, using heretic woman's, you know, sarcasm fingers over here, heartbeat bill, because there is no heart, ergo there is no heartbeat, ergo it's fear-mongering, because it's exactly what they do. The the idea that you are supposed to be able to petition the government against what the government does and having this written in such a fashion that it borders on the legally insane, and I don't think that I'm overstating this one, how the hell are you supposed to petition the government for a redress when the law as written has no enforcement power by the state, but it is put up to the citizenry being turned into effectively unwritten deputies. And this is where, and okay, I, I will grudgingly say that this is well played. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because, but like because you said it's, earlier, it's dirty as hell. Well, it's, it's dirty, but it, it, but what it's doing is it's also relying on the culture. Yeah. And I know I've bandied this one around before, where a lot of our problems aren't really legal. Like, we've got laws for all of this. What we have is a culture problem. And that is something that cannot be fixed with writing law after law after law to say, you can't do this, you can't do that. Because the second you say that, everybody gets their back and says, now screw you. You know? And in this case, they're taking advantage of the culture of the state, which is largely religious, largely um, pro-life, and largely uh what's what's it called uh close the door no praise the lord and pass the ammo that's it yeah. I, was waiting. I was looking for that one so yeah they're, they're taking advantage of like i said of, of the cultural uh atmosphere of the state to carry this out and unfortunately that again that's not something you can fix with saying okay you it, it is now against the law for you to act this way. But the thing is, they it's not something you can actually apply a law to. And then, of course, up jumps more freedom. And I don't want to get into that one tonight because that opens up a can of worms that will be here. We'll be doing like a 14-hour live stream here at that point. Fair. You know. So, yeah, I... This isn't something you can solve with laws. This is something you have to solve with, you know, uh, what was it? it's all fun and games till someone loses an eye in that respect. It's like, okay, everybody's going to be all in this cultural whatever until something happens that's going to shake them. And you know what? It could be, and I, I hate to say, but it could be that 50 person fully armed vigilante mob that goes after Dr. Whatever for no reason. 
and, well, and it could be for no reason. Well, well, yeah, no, like, like for any other reason that, you know, like, oh, she's an OBGYN, which could mean, okay, she's either helping somebody through their pregnancy or counseling them on, you know, planned parenting. Yeah. Hold you know, it could be one or the other. Yeah. Joseph. Yeah, I was just, I was just saying that uh, um, in everybody's mind, everybody has a reason for doing something, even for somebody rational. If somebody rational thinks there's that it's not rational, their way of acting, uh, still we have to somehow put ourselves in the mind of the person who's acting. And I think by culture, uh, Dowling, could you replace that with status quo? I guess in a way you could. Yeah. I don't think it's really status quo, though, because... You know, in in Texas, I mean, they've been trying, well, in other states too, other states are going to follow suit because they're like, oh, we see a loophole here, so we're going to do this. You know, there's, Florida's already talking about doing it, and then uh, Christy Nome, is she in North Dakota or South Dakota? South Dakota. She wants to do this as well, you know, so this is going to become a thing, and the horrible part about it is these same people who are, you know, thinking this is a wonderful idea and we're going to jump on the bandwagon. They also don't want people to have birth control and they also don't want to help fund Medicaid or, you know, uh, child nutrition programs or anything like that. So it's, you know, th there's this slut shaming component to it of we're going to force you to have this child, but once it pops out of the chute, we don't want anything to do with you know, maintaining its life. This has nothing to do with life. It's subjugation. It's a power move and a total lack of responsibility. I mean, the, you know, mm -hmm. people, you know, if somebody gonna... acts on an idea that isn't theirs. You know, once they enact or enforce this law or rule that comes from whatever that maintains the status quo, once they've enforced the law, uh, they think their job is done, and that's it. They've they've played their role as um, imitator. Now, I'm sorry for harping again back to survive by imitation, but I mean, you know, in the witch hunter. In the mind of the witch hunter, you know, uh, the clergy declared somebody uh, heretic, and uh, once they're hunted down and hung over, let's not think about it anymore. Yeah, and it I just, mean, like, I've been getting to arguments on Twitter with people, which is a waste of time, you know, but mm. they're like, you know, well, they shouldn't have been having, you know, sex. I need to practice self-control. And I'm like, you try telling that to a 10-year-old who got pregnant. And reminding people, reminding, reminding people, the youngest pregnancy on record was a young child, five years old, yep, I which that. means some sick bastard impregnated a four-year-old child. Yeah. There's one other piece. Sorry, two other pieces. One, do not, do not ever forget an incredibly important piece of fiction writing 
it's gonna sound very much like, what the hell is he talking about? Go with me on a second. Every good villain, I'll explain in a second, believes that what they are doing makes them the hero. I state again, every good villain believes that what they are doing makes them the hero. We are always asking ourselves, and I'm painting again large brush because it's one of the things I do, am I the asshole? Am I right? Am I doing the right thing? And we evaluate what it is that we are doing against what it is that we want to accomplish, which usually goes from the idea of shared responsibility and empathy. And that's why we believe that what we are doing is right, as opposed to these people who are looking to exert control first and foremost. And for them, we need to be able to control what is happening. Ergo, we are the good guys. That's the cultural problem that needs to be changed out. How the hell? I don't know, but that's part of the problem. Last piece. Felis, I don't know well, if you saw one second. Felis, I don't know if you saw my, my face, if you read my, my lips. Felis has said they have a saying here reminding you this is out, out west towards the Rockies, into the Rockies. They have a saying here. Soapbox. Ballot box, ammo box, wooden box. I cannot stress enough how positively terrifying this concept is to me. I understand it, but that concept is positively blood-chilling to me. Joseph, go right ahead. Yeah, I don't know how to. I kind of wanted to come in halfway through that. I, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, about every villain uh, thinking they're the good guy. You know, I can't exactly agree with that because um, I think Robert Murdoch is a good example. Uh, he knows uh, full well what the plebs, you know, want to read and all that. Like he's a critical thinker. He knows full well. Uh, what he's writing is not true for the most part, you know, or whatever he's promoting or whatever his journalists are promoting is not true. And, and whatever they're publishing, it's just to appease the, the reign of ignorance that is his readership. And he knows full well that what he's doing is damaging to society. So, I mean, when you, when you're in a position where you're able to reason and discern good from bad, like, with thought instead of imitation. Um, you just basically ask yourself a question you, it, when you're thinking of acting on a certain idea. Um, you would ask yourself, uh, is what I'm doing damaging to others? You know, no matter how many people down the chain or whatever. And um, one should also ask themselves, uh, is what I'm doing Am I deciding for other people without their say-so? 
two, but two. the second one that's kind of tricky because um uh if we apply that rule to the survived by imitators as well as people who can reason um the status quo is going to win out two items one he is a greedy opportunist who does mm. not care about anything other than i want more money that's yeah. his that's his motivation item two I love it when your voice starts coming through because we start to hear the birds chirping in the background. And, oh, that is so <laughs> calming and so wonderful to hear. Yeah. You have no idea right now. Oh, but so, so that means you weren't listening to anything I said. Bullshit. No, I was no, listening no. To the birds. It's, it's, we got it's all I heard was the it's, birds. No, it's, 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 it's all in there. And I'm sorry. I, I know it's early, but oh God, I'm I'm hearing this and I'm thinking about where you are and how it must smell and how wonderful it is. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, red wine would be really nice right about now. God damn it. I don't have any to drink because I finished my coffee and I don't think red wine on top of coffee would be really so good. So no. you know, but orange soda, I feel your pain. I don't know. There's another piece to think about with this. And huh. again, this is what happens when you're stuck at home unemployed and, and bored out of your skull as I was last year. Mm. There's a growing sentiment, be it true or not, that all mainstream media is nothing but lies. And a lot of people nowadays are going to places like YouTube or Facebook or other places to listen to people, you know, content creators who claim to have done all of their research to state that, you know, they know better than the mainstream. Now, again, for good or ill, this is the way it is. You know, so many people are watching YouTube these days, looking for news clips or looking for their favorite commentator to say something about a particular subject. And they treat it as though that they are the voice of authority. The trouble now is that the mainstream media is desperately hanging on to whatever audience they have and still trying to regain their foothold on, you know, being the voice of information. And if, so, if it, but to go with what, what you said, Joseph, you know, the, uh, you know, do they know whether or not it's hurting people? I think it also goes more to if it bleeds, it leads or always has sex sells or purple up the pros, which apparently is an old saying for, you know, how to, how do you embellish a news article to draw the person in? Like, you know, back, back when reporters weren't just reporters, they were also, you know, amateur novelists because they were able to, they were wordsmiths, you know, which I, I yeah. think is fine. But at the same time, you know, the, a lot of the sensationalism that's out there these days, you know, like so-and-so trips, trips up the stairs going into the airplane. Is this gentleman alive? Is he suffering dementia? Did he not tie his shoes? You know, and, and eventually it's like, uh, Congress wants to shoe sue, uh, sue shoe company for creating shoes that allowed this guy to trip up the stairs going onto his plane. It, it becomes that, uh, the, the game of telephone. Where, where somebody says hello on one end, on the other side, it's a declaration of World War Three. Yeah. But it's, if it, 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 but if it gets them the clicks, if it gets them the, 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 the subscriptions, 
they'll do it because right now they're desperate. And it's that basically Mm -hmm. if the status quo, um, you know, if one finds oneself uh, in a position where um, the status quo, they know what the status quo is and they want to sell to it because they make a major part of the the market. Um, You know, they, they have a decision. They can make a balanced argument that exposes the real situation that may not concord with the uh, the status quo, you know, and that way they'd lose lead- readership probably. Or, you know, they can just market to it because they these people, journalists, they find themselves there. They're in a position of power. And if they're telling people the status quo or the survived by immaturities, if they're telling them exactly what they want to hear, well, that's how they assure their, their readership. Yeah. But what I'd like to underline in all this is the the two levels of society, actually. Those who know better and those who want to be appeased in their current uh, ignorance yeah. or confirmation bias or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And the journalist, uh, if he's going <clears> to, <throat> you know, he's, he's going to do a little uh, intellectual legwork. And yeah, do the, well, the research, so to speak. But if he starts yeah. with a premise of appeasing uh, the yeah. status quo, well, his research is going to be pretty damn selective. Yeah, some some are willing to do the legwork. Lots aren't. Propaganda you know, it, now, and well, you know, it's it's and it's all yeah. There's not any unbiased. Sources. I mean, unless you're looking at something from, you know, Associated Press. And, you know, the thing about the Murdochs, as insidious as they are, you know, they're doing the same thing in Australia with Sky News. And Sky News is every bit. Do what? Uh, Sky News has nothing to do with Murdoch? Yes, it does. He owns Sky News, but Sky News in Australia is worse than Fox. I mean... Oh, yeah, well, I've, I've, I've watched some the of their clips. Thing. It's all the yeah. same... It's all the same thing. It's like, uh, you know, just what's the only difference is the the degree to which they exploit the, the whatever ignorance of... Uh, well, they're spreading our ignorance to Australia now to where you know, they're carrying a lot of propaganda pieces, you know, against... Joe Biden and things like that, but they've got people in Australia now that are violently protesting you know, some of the safety measures that they're taking for COVID. You know, it's it's fomenting, you know, mask holes there. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, the- I, mean, I watched some of their coverage on COVID a few months ago, and they're just as bad as OAN or Newsmax. Well, I th- again, what to underline here is, I mean, just we're in a situation know, where it seems that, unfortunately, the major part of the human population, they want to be told what to think instead of thinking for themselves or making value judgments for themselves. And um, those of us able to reason, yeah, we can very well say and describe and imagine an ideal situation. But uh, uh, if we want to really enact it, 
you know, if you want to overturn these uh, open carry laws and witch hunt uh, vigilante anti-abortionist shit, um, yeah, we're going to have to come up with something. Well, the thing about critical we're a minority. Thought, yeah, and the thing about critical thought is it, I, I think ultimately if people did start thinking more for themselves and less, you know, surviving by imitation solely. Honestly, I think the outcome of it would be that neither side that we're seeing right now would be completely correct. Sorry, what? Neither side would be completely correct. What I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of people would say, okay, uh, if you're a critical thinker, you must be anti-conservative. No. Or you're a critical well, thinker, you're anti-liberal. No. no. If you're a critical thinker, you look at everything and come up with, you know, what is the correct path, you know, for, for you yeah. to survive. And I think ultimately you will end up not siding with either the left or the right. Instead, you'll be forging oh. a new path ahead of you. And that scares the living hell out of the entire political system because yeah. – they they rely on that polarization to keep themselves either in power or at the very least in the forefront of your mind. That's not everybody, but again, uh, people, because if you find yourself in a position where you do know right from wrong, you know, you, and you find yourself, uh, better informed and perhaps more intellectually, uh, able you know, to deal with a given situation no, over I, a, I mass, a, a larger population who's not able to, you, you have a decision, you know, are you going to work and you're going to have to work to better educate the population or are you going to exploit the fuck out of them? Yeah. So again, the critical thinkers, don't... you know, there's two camps. Yeah. I just don't think that critical thought automatically sides you with one faction or another. And that also needs to be sort of, I don't know, disavowed from, from, from everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, and you know another I'm, thing. I'm thinking critically. Okay. So who do you support for president? Neither, you know, at this point, like that's the, that could be what it eventually leads to. And I think right now, the more polarizing sides of, of political ideology would be scared to death of that kind yeah. of, um, of, of that kind of conclusion. As yeah, and also, um, if we take this, I, I, just to just to sum up, sorry, but even if we do know better than the greater population, um, <clears throat> it's kind of setting oneself up for uh, uh, a moral dilemma. Because I said, you know, as I said before, deciding for other people against their will, you know, what they should or shouldn't do, is wrong as far as I'm concerned. But how is one, if one knows better and a population is actually demonstrably damaging itself? Um, yeah, how do we decide for other people that they should reason? That do you see what I'm saying? I, I don't know if I was clear. No, 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 you're right. That is a really, it's like breaking one's own rules. That is a really difficult question. That is a really difficult question. Uh, and that one kind of falls 
along the same kind of how do you answer that with the whole how much acceptance do you take in for allowing people to have various opinions on things for instance the whole are you so uh, are you so accepting of everyone that you will even accept people that don't want to accept you I'm I'm wording this poorly but I mean we we've got that I I don't know how to answer that one uh what I was going to jump in with by the way is that uh, I did go looking to find the uh the media bias chart we've we've used this one before but apparently it has been since uh, updated as of January of this year I I can see a, I'm there is an interactive map now also I'm going to make sure that that's linked into the show notes, but um, to to try to look at who can you arguably trust for news reporting, API, Rotors, UPI, Stars and Stripes, Voice of America, um, NPR, CBS, uh, CNBC. I don't know how much I trust that one in particular, but okay, yeah. you know what? If if this group is saying they are still top tier, I'm willing to go with that. Now, there are a couple of others that are listed in here that have shifted since the last time I remember having looked at this. For instance, BBC now seems to be a little bit lower on the um, information area and a little bit more to the left than I remember. But mm-hmm. they're still up at the top tier over here. Uh I'm trying to read some of the others. Uh, surprisingly enough, Al Jazeera is still up there, but they are now a little bit more left than what I remembered. Okay. So is PBS. So is PBS, which is a little disappointing, uh, but okay. I kind of get it. I don't know that I necessarily prefer that, but okay. To give you an idea on the other side of that good section, though, you've also got uh, – and I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the low res version. So I'm trying to read some of these names that are here. Uh, Bloomberg is a little bit more to the right. Uh, Christianity Today, still in the high factual area, but to the right. Imagine that. Wall Street Journal, The Hill, uh, which The Hill on the right, that actually surprises me. I thought they were a little bit more center, but. Okay. I thought they were a lot more left. Uh, yeah, oh, no, to be honest. No. Uh, Not recently. Yeah. Uh, Stars oh. and Stripes is actually very high in the fact reporting, but they are just a little bit to the right. Doesn't totally surprise me, but at the same time, okay. Being very high in the factual area, to me, is one of the most important pieces. Being very close to middle, also that's that's what I want to see because that's that lends credibility if your overall is very much of the high information and very close to center as far as bias is concerned because there's always going to be bias that's what you want most because if you're getting your information, the vast majority of your information 
from these sources. Sources, mind you. You will be in a much better position to be able to argue to these people that need to be dope slapped up the backside of their head and told, look, you need to read facts for a change. It may yeah, not necessarily you know, take, but at least you've got ammunition behind you on that. You know, it's funny how, you know, back when we were doing a lot, a lot less political, a lot more um, religious based stuff. There was one phrase that did come up once or twice, as I recall. And sadly, these days, it's been tied to a particular, uh, I don't even know what you'd call them, commentator, I guess. But the phrase is, facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, yeah. That we, was... We, we've said, was that, we've was said, that Penn? No. Well, it might have been to start with. It might have been Penn. And it might have been uh, Philip Fry. Yeah. Uh, but Phil, the thing Phil, is... Who the... Wait. Who the shit? I'm thinking of the wrong name. <laughs> who the hell was it? Uh, shit. Um, uh, big guy. Uh, had had the the, uh, the 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 argument in the church, uh, the the Catholic Church is a force for good. Uh, g- shit, the hell was his name? It was Fry. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Fuck. Why did okay, I say Philip? Right. God damn it! Why did I say Philip Fry? I don't watch Futurama. The fuck. <laughs> what the. F- Okay. But, okay. but anyways, I'm sorry. I'm but, sorry. Go no, on. but like, okay. But the term "facts don't care about your feelings" was something that you know the atheist movement used for the longest time <laughs> because it no, it was true. You know, here, here are the facts about this, that, and the other thing, and you can scream Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all you want, but it's not going to mean anything. The problem nowadays is that phrase has been, if not taken over, at least associated with a much more conservative commentator by the name of Ben Shapiro. Uh, you know, no, and say what you will about him. I, I do not agree with the majority of what he says. Join the call. Um, but but the thing is, that point where facts don't care about your feelings is something that, because it's been associated with the right, I think a lot of people, as soon as you say something like that or start talking facts. They turtle up. There's something you have to bring into this, though, because facts can be facts, but selective facts can be lies. That is true. Each side is going to choose. Like, I don't like it when, you know, even the left, uh, when they make an argument, um, you know, for why these, for example, these anti-abortionist vigilantes are wrong. They poison their own well with uh, sometimes intellectually dishonest arguments mm-hmm. or selective facts. Yeah, they, they they can destroy their own game. Yeah, and that's it. why it's it's that's why it's best that if you're if you know if you're investigating something, you should try to get multiple sources. Uh, I'm glad that some of them were saying the "quote unquote" quiet part out loud. There was some I don't remember what his name is, but you know I saw. A, a clip on you know Twitter of some you know conservative pundit or another that was coming out and saying that you know this bill or this law now 
in Texas is a good thing in that women, you know, are hosts. And that is exactly how he worded it. Women are hosts for, you know, a, a fetus. And that is our purpose. Well, a host has every right to say, I don't want you in my fucking... I'm, I know, right? But between being called a host, a vessel, and compared to livestock, you know, I'm a little offended here. Yeah, that is... And these, and these, these guys are... And, you know, it's possible to say something without saying it. And, you know, if but one does... came out and said it. Well, what I'm saying is that these people, by saying this, they're they're actually saying what well, one can ask themselves. Um, you know, if I'm going to be a host, then I can decide who wants to come in my house or not. But what's actually going on is these guys, by saying this, they're saying we're going to decide for you who's going to come into your house or not. Like I host, as far as like housing parasites, yeah, we're walking, yep. you know, uh, well, incubator. That's I, our purpose. I'm, but on the other side of that, that, like the the left isn't doing themselves any favors when they had somebody, I can't remember who it was, but who referred to women as birthing persons. Yeah, I that's, actually, that's a little insane. And, well, yeah. it, it is totally insane. And the thing is, it comes from, like, I mean, it comes from another argument that they're having on something else. Yeah, yeah. But it's... When you come up with stuff like that, I don't care what side you're on. When you start talking like that, you're not doing your cause any favors. True. Because, okay, fine. You you might be able to market to your base, like to your, to that niche base. But, but the thing is in this, you know, video games learn this, music learn this, movies learn this. As soon as you open up to the general public, you've got to dumb your shit down a lot. Because the because you know a group of people can be smart, but a collective nation dumber than a bag of hammers. There, I said it. Yeah, but it's, again, that's depending that dep- that's depending on the the survive by imitation. I mean, if everybody's imitating the same stupid fucking rule, you know, everybody's going to think they're right, and yeah, that's what decides things. In, in the Facebook group for opening arguments, it was nice to see a. You know, a trans person come out and say, you know, wait a minute, this law in Texas is actually targeted towards specifically women. And as far as the envies and the trans people, this is not your fight right now because this is directed towards women and not you. You And yeah, you're going to be collateral damage, but this is discrimination against women full stop. Yeah. So start stop trying to commandeer the the you know situation and say you know well it's going to hurt trans you know people and non-binaries as well because that's not the purpose of the law it was to target women. And the trouble is when you when you start to dogpile like that mm-hmm. you lose the ability to affect the change. Right. Because now you've got too many people you've got too many voices wanting a piece of it when you need to focus on this, get it resolved, then switch over. We got a piece. Uh, we we've also got a we've also got a wrap up over here. But um, I'm going uh, I'm going to comment on this one piece, 
and then I'm going to uh, turn it over to you guys because I, I, I think I can do this one uh, pretty quickly. Shauna, by the way, I didn't greet you uh, vocally. Thank you. Thank you for being able to show up. Shauna just I'm said. I'm busy dancing with her. <laughs> here is the thing. Reminding you, this, this is what she wrote. In a perfect world, all pregnancies would be planned, but it is difficult to control the process and the world is far from perfect. What I'm going to close with is exactly, exactly tied to this. What you said brings up the biggest fuck you to people in Texas. You're right. The process is not perfect. If I remember the statistic correctly, 30% of potential pregnancies spontaneously abort. Closer to 40. But Close, yeah. Closer to 40. You can't always get together with someone in order for the quote-unquote perfect opportunity. But in order to prevent bad timing to happen in the first place, you've either got to do one of two things. One, and I don't remember this is still on the books in Texas, commit sodomy, legally defined as something other than vaginal intercourse, or two, you have to use something that prevents pregnancy, which in Texas is getting harder and harder to happen because groups like Planned Parenthood are getting targeted so that people who otherwise can't afford prophylactics of any kind get locked into becoming baby machines through the rhythm method, which yep. does not work any better than a goddamned Russian roulette revolver. Joseph, where would you like to close off? Because I'm done. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I really don't know how to end that. But I mean, um, when one finds oneself in a minority position and uh, the greater part of the population does not want to see reason. Um, my instinct, you know, I would love to go off and start a country of my own somewhere, you know, with people who are willing to think for themselves and use all the facts to determine what's best or not best for our survival. And then we decide together through consensus, you know, if we want to enact this into law. But um, really, a democracy without critical thought is, is not one. I don't see a solution for the time being. Sadly, all too true. Dallin, where do you go? Uh... That's always a great starting point. I know when I hear that, where it comes, here it comes. Yeah. No, it's just. We've got a lot of problems. And 
the ability to fight or face those problems right now has been severely hampered due to the uh, unspecified virus of unknown origin, as we know it. I'm glad I'm not a politician right now. Because I, I would not want to have to deal with the amount of stuff that's going on at this point. And really, seeing everything I see these days, hearing everything I hear, watching everything I watch, I'm fast losing confidence that that there is any kind of way out without there being some major something's going to give at some point. And sadly, I think it's all going to be within our lifetime. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what more I can say at that point. Fair enough. Bridget. Well, a couple of things as, as far as critical thought, that is a learned skill. It takes practice. And when you have politicians that are actively prohibiting teaching critical thinking skills in school, plus you have, you know, quote unquote, higher education that is now teaching to a degree rather than requiring philosophy or ethics classes or anything like that. Yeah. You know, how are people supposed to learn how to critically think? And yeah, the, the truth is politicians don't want them to. That's why they're, you know, not, yeah, that's why you have these platforms that are discouraging critical thinking skills because it's dangerous to them. And, and as I, far as like you have other states that are, you know, thinking, hey, what's working in Texas? Let's do that here too. I mean, this is, this is going to get, get worse. And I think that. Roe v. Wade is, is essentially done. I think that when SCOTUS gets the Mississippi case, uh, it's over. And, you know, we also have to keep an eye on what's happening in California. If Gavin Newsom gets recalled and tossed out of office and, you know, this elders person is elected in his place, then California is going to go to the way that Texas and Florida have gone. And there's not going to be any stopping it. And then I think at that point, as far as this country, we're done. And can I just I think add that one if thing the GOP here. takes power of the House, the Senate, and the White House again, they're going to stay there for a generation or more. Yeah, Joseph. What? Uh, can I just add? Yeah, can I just add one thing to your critical thought? Um, thoughts on critical thought, teaching critical thought. And I've, I've recently come to the conclusion that um, even before critical thought, we have to teach kids, um, you know, we may be telling you how things are today, but eventually you're going to have to be responsible for deciding for yourself and those dear to you, you know, what's what's good, what's best for them and teaching them that. But it, it's more before critical thought. It, uh, if how can I put this clearly? There has to be a need for critical thought. And the need for critical thought is actually the responsibility that is one's own survival and one the survival of those uh, around us. I mean, it's not uh, critical thought. It's not just uh, 
you know, a hobby. I mean, it's a, it's, it has a real purpose. And I mean, it's a, that's why we're human today and we're losing that. It's about, you know, better surviving in any given situation. You know, we can yeah, there's, think ourselves out of. Yeah, there's, there's, there's something to be said for that. And that's, uh, there's a little bit more that could go into that, but now is not the time, unfortunately. But it, it, it is a yeah, point well, well taken. No, no, it, it, it is a point well taken. And, and yeah, there's just too damn much of that one. And Joe, mm. any, any last item for you? All right, one second. I'm going to take myself off of uh, Push to Talk real quick. <clears throat> okay. Some of you may have noticed here recently that I have not been able to be at some of these shows, and those that I have been at, I haven't had much to say. And I admit that um, with a lot of these shows... I usually don't know what the topic's going to be until the show is starting. You're not alone. But that's, well, even, even when Chu is on the ball about getting word to us early, I usually don't check. And there's a reason for that. I don't follow the news. I know I should. But I don't, because a lot of these things get broken to me on this show, and my goal is to try to provide as blind of a reaction as I can, and I will be perfectly honest that Not, not you guys here, but I'm talk. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at you, the royal you, you guys. Some of the shit you come up with flabbergasts me to a point where I don't have words. And you can ask these two gentlemen on either side of me here. I don't know when to shut up, especially on a Friday. The problem is doubled. You don't know where to start and you don't know when to shut up. I don't even bother with the news anymore. You know what I spend my time on when I'm watching videos on the internet? You want to know? Cat videos, sure. Goofballs messing around on video games, making asses of themselves. Yeah, you know, it's stupid. But it's still smarter than some of the shit you people have come up with. I am at a point in my life, and I did not expect myself to reach this point before the age of 35. Holy shit. I'm at a point in my life where I am begging somebody to get that fucking Mars program going, because I guarantee you I'll be on the first fucking ticket they provide. You know why? Because I have said this before. I pay taxes. I pay school taxes. I have no children. I have no children. 
Why would I pay school taxes? Because I don't want to live in a world full of dumb fucks. And you people are spitting them out there so damn fast that I can't keep up. I want to rant about every single little freaking thing you people do that pisses me off. But here's the thing I've learned. I learned this back in the military, and I'm reminded of it now, is that you can't fight every battle. It's not just a matter of you can't physically be at every battle. You can't fight every battle because you've got only so many resources. And those of you who are in the know will know exactly what I mean when I say I am entirely out of fucking spoons. Texas. What the fuck? I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Sadly, there is a lot of that that's going around. Everybody- it's not apathy. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I, 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 got I you. know I said that I would. Please don't get me wrong. It's not apathy. No, it's not. Because if it were. It's, you wouldn't be upset. Uh, there's just we're tired. We we're tired. There's a limit to what we can do. That's it. And there's a point beyond which we just can't do anymore. And that's it. We just have to just sit back and watch the world burn. Because we can't change anything. If we're powerless to change anything, uh, what else can we do? We just, I don't know, not despair, but, um, It's frustration. Yeah. Shauna said, and uh, I'm going to take this a little out of context for a second. I agree, Joey Love. So much I agree. You know what? What Joe is describing is love. It really is. It is absolutely unrequited love for humanity. For as much as we want there to be so much better, and everybody just keeps shitting down on our good intents and our good wants. And Texas, Florida, you guys are the worst of it right now. For so many damn reasons. We need to get out of here, and I definitely do not want to be harping any further on this, because... I'm having a hard time holding myself together right now as it is. So everybody, as always, thank you ever so much for being with us with all this stuff. We hope that you found something worthwhile in our all of our perspectives and hope that you got something to think about for the week ahead. Joseph, thank you for being able to make it. You have a – well, what? You're going back a um, little later this week? Joseph, you're muted. Uh-oh. Yeah, you sorry. I had I had to find my I had to find myself way back. I had find I had to find my way back to the Discord application somehow. It had turned off. Um, yeah, I'm going back later today. Actually. Oh, all right. Well, I was going to say, you know, uh, safe travel. Uh, Have a great great morning. 
Yeah, and as far as this place is concerned, uh, once again, yeah, here as well, I've done as much as I can do. So, fair enough. Yeah. Still, good luck, man. But I, yeah, thanks. And I can, I can say, I don't know, but uh, I think Joey speaks for all of us. And all I did there. In a lot of respects, yeah, very much so. Thanks for being able to make it, man. Joey, over to you, man. Thank you for your time this morning. Um, I know that was really tough. It was really tough on me to hear it because well, what's what's the expression that the kids are using these days? Dude, that's a mood. <coughs> uh, wait. Uh, is it picking my mic up right now? Yes, it is. Which is odd because I turned push to talk back on. Okay, weird. Um, sorry. Uh, I don't, I don't want to harp. I just want to point one thing out real quick is that, uh, like I said, I don't have kids. I am not a dad. I do have a niece and nephew and I have people that I care about. So I dad vicariously. Um, and a lot of folks have been likening to me to me to a dad lately. So all I can really say to my fellow Americans right now is the most dad thing I can think of. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Good night, everybody. It's fair enough, man. Definitely fair enough. Bridget. Glad you're able to make it. You take care of yourself. Continue to take care of yourself, I should say. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, lob that softball and let it impact where it may. All y'all who thought this was a good idea and who allowed this to happen or actively contributed to making this happen. Go fuck yourselves. Memory serves a female population of Texas pretty well follows the national average, so it should be roughly 51% female. Uh, may I, uh, may I also uh, highly encourage a, a special go fuck yourself to that 51% of the populace? The women who co-sponsored this piece of shit legislation and contributed to this, especially go fuck yourselves. How dare you? You know, I can't put a uh, not safe for work uh, marker for the beginnings and the ends of the shows. Jeez, I should really investigate that someday. Nah. People know what you're getting into when you come onto the show. But like I said, thank you. Do keep taking care of yourself out there, huh? I will do my part. That's kind of what I figure from you. It's par for yeah, the course. Just, just, you know, hoping that nobody in my household, I mean, I, I, it, you know, nothing will happen to me because I've already had my appendix taken out, but, you know, just really hoping that you know, my kid doesn't die from appendicitis or something because of no little beds. You know, you go ahead. That's and you, a thing now. 
No, I, 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 I hear you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having a very, very loud laugh inside my own head because, uh, she went ahead and she talked about, uh, having her appendix out. And the first thing that I was coming to my mind is, okay, so she's going to move to the South Pole. There's a good idea right there. Um, you know, got a friend who works down there for six months out of every year. So, you know, might not be a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, and you've got internet access on the equivalent of a Timex Sinclair. That well, great. yeah, but at least I'd be away from you know COVID idiots, and nobody'd be trying to force any views on me. Yeah, but I don't really see you palling around with a whole bunch of penguins. That's uh, not. Mm. Eh, penguins are cool. I love penguins. It's <laughs> minus forty. Everything down there. Of course, they're cool. I did not mean to pun, I I swear. On the bright side, there are no moose down there. Speaking of which, Dallin, (laughs) glad you're able to make it, man. You you take care of yourself and uh, enjoy drinking heavily tonight, even if it's just water. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do my best. And uh, just everybody knows, the, uh, the website is up to date as of last week so wow if you want to catch up on the audio you can get that over at holycraptheblogcast.com and as soon as youtube lets me download this one i'll get that one up there as well i appreciate it man and for anybody that kind of wonders well why don't we do it on a on a on a consistent basis because fuck you that's why this is all voluntary we don't make any money off of it well we don't make any money off of this so you know, if you funded us, I could actually pay Dallin to encourage him to do it more often because Lord knows he does enough yeah. when he gets around to it. Because, I mean, two-hour shows? I mean, don't say it. Hey, don't, the, don't the, say subdoma- it. the subdomain expenses would be enough right now <laughs> as it is. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Although, you know, one of these days, maybe I'll set up a – maybe I'll build a new server that's entirely for holding our stuff one of these days. Uh, your uh, audio keeps cutting out, Shu. Yeah, do you have push to talk on or something? No. <laughs> I hope not, because I can't reach over in order to hit whatever buttons might be in this. You know what? Fine. Whatever. So, everybody, thank you. Uh, Shauna, Felis, Stephanie, guys, thank you very much for being able to make it. You take care of yourselves. As was mentioned, holycraptheblogcast.com has got all your contact information. If you want to drop us a voicemail message, the phone number is 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. Over on Twitter, ask Andrew Seidel if he would be willing to join us on our show. Remember, if we poke him enough, either one of two things is going to have happen. Either he's going to be on our show, or we're going to get a cease and desist letter. And I would love to get a cease and desist letter from a lawyer like Andrew Seidel. That would be wonderful. That or a uh, restraining order. Uh, no. No. no he's, he's definitely upset, though. He did like a, a what do you call it? Like a Q&A where nobody was allowed to talk but him. And he was drinking wine at the time. So <laughs> he was just like, Ugh. Wow, the last time we had somebody on the show drinking wine, it was uh, it was uh, Dr. Conway. And he's yeah. a wonderful person when he gets rip-roaring, let me tell you. <laughs> Any case, you all take care of yourselves. Please, please, please 
stay safe. And we'll see you guys again next week. So to kind of bring the whole damn thing around. Excuse me. Just to bring the whole damn thing around. Remember what I opened with tonight? The seventh is the day that I met my future wife. So before we, uh, before we get to the next show, I will be marking yet another milestone. I just wish I could be sharing it with her. So everybody, until the next time we get together, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, too damn many years on. I'm still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.